And back from the dead, it's your boy, Bosco. Hot in the mix with with Zach. What's going on, Zach? What's going on? Not much, you know. I'm here with you in the shed. Yeah, hot nights. Hot nights. Um, so, uh, yeah, took a week off. We had some personal business. Personal business, yeah. Zach was uh, undergoing um, HRT. He wants a transition. That's not true at all. <laughs> I was getting my steroid injections. I, so I, I was just using that as a tie-in to our first topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, first off, actually, I want to mention this. So uh, since we're coming at it a couple weeks later... It's funny how everyone stopped giving a shit about the Ukraine-Russia shit. <laughs> <laughs> Have they? Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, I see people. I've seen people who've removed the Ukrainian flag from their bio, and now they've put in a Russian one. Yeah, now, 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 yeah, yeah. They they did a heel turn. <laughs> now, <laughs> now they've become all Russia supporters. But no, and I just think the fervor for it has like died down. Even though, like, I think uh, a couple nights ago. Uh, Maria Pole got like bombed to, to shit and mm-hmm. flattened. Um, I'm still hearing a lot about it, to be honest. Yeah, you know, I saw today. I saw today um, that a company in in the Czech Republic is making custom pillows with uh, Zelensky's face on them that you can buy, and all the proceeds will help go to support the Ukrainian people. So you could buy a, a Zelensky body pillow if Gross. you wanted to. I mean, he look Zelensky. Look, he's looked on favorably, but you know. Did, did you see that that fucking screenshots I sent you of the people on Reddit being like, "I'd let Zelensky bang my wife." Yeah, yeah, there are I'm people like, thirsting over Zelensky. It's like, yo, like, isn't that kind of weird? How lately yeah. he's been turned into like he's gotten to the he's reached levels of of international fame that most. I think world leaders could only strive for, and that's the fact that people around the world want to fuck you or let you or let you fuck their wives. That's how all. many how many world leaders can say that about themselves? That oh yes, people around the world want to have sex with me and or they want me to bang their wives. Berlusconi. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that shit's that shit's always that shit's always funny. It's weird. <laughs> I mean, also if you want to like. I remember this is a story that you liked. You liked a lot. We we talked about it when it came out. Um, not on the podcast, but in life, mm-hmm. uh, we talked about the Pentagon Papers. Yeah. He was actually named in the Pentagon Papers. Really? Yeah, that was before he was president. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, definitely, you know, probably some kind of corruption. Did you hear that recently? He like banned all these political parties in Ukraine. Oh, really? Yeah, some of them were like. Uh, Right wing, but others were left wing. Like he it was like both left and re- and right wing parties. It was basically like any party he viewed as having like pro Russia like uh, affiliations. Interesting. Know? Yeah, I didn't see. I didn't see this. Um, yeah. So, you know, uh, yeah, Zelensky. He's uh, he's banging people's wives now. I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think people want I want him to. The weirdos on Reddit do. The yeah, Reddit true. is still the see. This is why, and I keep telling myself I gotta avoid this website. But still, like at least once a day, I find myself accidentally, 
you know, mindlessly, mindlessly, you know, like clicking on it and going to it and then like reading a few posts and being like seeing something that upsets me because there's just so much war fervor on Reddit right now and like just so much like war porn and war fervor and just like just general like it feels like a mess. We've talked about this before, but like it just it's a wash of propaganda right now. And eventually I'll, I'll be there, like, doesn't take long, 10 minutes of browsing and I see some, some like, weird, weirdly, like, pro-Ukrainian thing, like, you know, videos of Ukrainians stomping on Russian soldiers' heads and then everybody in the comments being like, yes, the greatest people on earth, I'd let Zelensky bang my wife. In fact, if he was banging my wife, I'd jump on the bed and push his ass cheeks in harder and beg him to breed her because you know that's a fucking weird word they say to breed her with yeah. his his pro ukrainian seed and i'd welcome in my half ukrainian baby <laughs> i swear <laughs> i'm not far off i'm a, a little bit of an exaggeration but not far sure. off from, from um, the reddit comments i've seen also funny, and then i have to automatically exit out of reddit delete the app and we, i'm like we didn't uh, talk about this in our production meeting Mm-hmm. sounds uh, uh, aka the 15 minutes before we record where we talk about yeah. what we're going to talk about but i do kind of want to bring this up because i thought it was funny but the uh the the volunteers for ukraine oh yeah the, the u.s guys yeah. the chuds who uh went over to ukraine being like hell yeah it's gonna be like in call of duty modern warfare hell even, yeah even if you were like an ex-military guy and you wanted to go fight over there wouldn't you at least want to be paid like be a mercenary those people are going over there to do that for free well there's a, there's a, a well i think uh russia hired those like south african mercenaries to uh to kill uh try to kill Zelensky. oh yeah well like there is mercenary groups but i think they're a little bit more organized and like a little bit more keen than the international like you know just some some guy named brad in central ohio being like i just want to go over there and fight i want to kill the the thing that's weirdest about it is it's like people that are kind of bloodthirsty too that are like i want to kill people i've always wanted to be in a war and here's my my chance to shine and then they get over there and the ukrainian military is like oh welcome welcome they cut the passport they cut the passport and they're like front line that way go um yeah it's like um you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of you remember the movie uh starship troopers we watched it not too long ago mm-hmm. and there's a scene where he goes up to the to the recruiter and he's like he's like all like he's got like no legs and arms and he's just like he's like booking him in and i just i don't know it just it just reminds me of this situ- of this situation yeah you know i think it's pretty psychotic if you go voluntarily fight a war for a foreign nation you have no connection to i think that's psychotic i think those people should be on a fucking list somewhere they that's should suspect. be honestly that's that that's you know maybe they're just so impassioned by the plight of ukraine but like also maybe but i think a lot of it is people that are like legitimately like kind of bloodthirsty and like have been like thinking for a long time oh if i could go do a war if i could just kill people if i could just kill people that'd be great you know but i've always been a little too chicken shit to join join up with the military but this is their chance and so, yeah, no, it, it's, it's very, it's very odd behavior to say the least, you know, fucking, this is a com- entirely personal, uh, anecdote. Um, but recently, like my mom came to me and she told me she has a friend who has a son who recently turned 18 and he joined the military because he wants to kill people. 
And I asked, and like, yeah. No, and so I, <laughs> I, my that's... mom, who's a pretty big, like, anti-military person, I thought maybe she was, like, exaggerating and kind of just, like, that's her negative viewpoint of anybody who would, you know, sign up for service. He said he wants to go out and, and kill I, people. So I asked her, I'm like, I'm like, is that really what he said? And she, she was like, his mom said that word to word to us. Oh word God. to word as his stated reason. I want to go to the military to kill people. From his own mother. I mean, at least he's being honest. I mean, he's a psycho, but at least he's being (laughs) honest. (laughs) He's being honest at the very least. I feel like that should be an automatic, you can't join the military, you psychopath. Yeah, well... (laughs) I I think there's like a, it's like a military meme, like, uh, you know, Marines eat crayons. You know, they're not the brightest. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe that's the types that they're getting. The dudes who are just like, I just yeah. want to kill people, goddamn. Yeah, but I would hope that our soldiers uh, fighting abroad have a little bit more restraint, so they're not killing citizens and um, sure, you know, not just bloodthirsty, you know, yeah, out, it's, to, that's out a, to just shoot at anything re- that moves. That's a really psychotic fucking position to take, just to be like, yeah, I, just I guarantee you, some of these foreign volunteers to Ukraine have already killed innocents. Guaranteed. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. It's it's just gross, but I find it funny when they're like, oh, they're putting us at the front of the line. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> what do you think they were going to do? Bake you a cake? <laughs> uh, you know what, American? Uh, what is your name? Bread from Ohio? Let me tell you, you are going to be our new commander. Well, the, the thing is with the propaganda um, surrounding all this is like now the general public, I think, has in their mind this idea of Ukraine as like heroes. So they think they're going to go over there and like be welcomed with apl- applause and yeah. the hero Ukrainian army is going to like, you know, bring them into their ranks. But they're like, no, you're 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 for they're they're human beings and they like okay here's some fucking easy fucking because they don't want their their friends in the military the ukrainian yeah. soldiers like all soldiers look out for their friends number one that's just yeah. part of what happens some random chud from ohio yeah, yeah i'm gonna yeah. put him at the front of the line yeah, of so that fucking dimitri doesn't yeah. fucking yeah, die exactly. yeah i mean that totally makes sense i mean look if i was ukrainian i'd be in the same position yeah. like you know if my homies are all fighting we're like yeah send the I americans mean, look, look, to the the front let's 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 just say hypothetically um we're fighting a war here me and you are soldiers we're fighting a war on All a right. u.s soldier Ca- canada's invaded we're fighting the canadians <laughs> and one day <laughs> i just just even me, the thought me of and you are a couple no co- no, we're a couple no 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 com- the more deserved one we're being invaded by mexico okay mexico <laughs> mexico's invaded we're getting we're getting our asses kicked right we we've seen our friends die we're, we're a couple commanders the um, the international, Pinos. The, the international <laughs> communities heard about it and some brave brits some some manchester folk have volunteered to come over here and here comes some some gnarled team here's manchester some niles like. and, and <laughs> some slippery niles <laughs> and <laughs> wascally right, charles right, chaps, we're here to help you we're <laughs> yeah. gonna like look at each other and be like dude let's send these guys to see if fucking where the mexicans are at <laughs> yeah yeah just be like yeah yeah go just head down that way and like and, and <laughs> we'll use them as human mind detectors 
Rangers. <laughs> hey, just go walk in this direction. See if, <laughs> see if there's anything. Else. That's where. Yeah, that's uh, that's you'll be safe over there. Don't we? We love you. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. And just fucking. Um, excuse me, there, Sergey. Um, is there any uh, higher artillery I could have if I'm going to be undertaking such a dangerous no, no, mission? No, 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 no. You will be just fine with this wood cutting axe. Trust <laughs> <us>. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I just I find that story just really funny and it's almost just like it like it's a classic case of you fuck around and found out <laughs> yeah. yeah i think maybe don't fucking volunteer to fight for a foreign nation like that's weird yeah you that's know? weird especially if you don't have any prior military service either agreed yeah so you know I, I just i just find it super funny i don't know why just you know these these guys these you know Americans all high off a of fucking code red. Don't and... they have jobs? <laughs> of course, of course, everybody does. But you know who's also got a job? Leah Thomas, a swimmer for uh, I think it was Penn Penn State University. Um, and the reason why we're bringing this up is because this is what everyone's it's what a lot of people are talking about right now because it's. In the zeitgeist, and ultimately, I I think that a lot of trans trans rights and trans issues kind of weirdly come to a head in sports, right? Like, of course, you know, there's like the transgender bathroom stuff. There's oh, the bath. There's um the there's the uh, the laws going on in um texas i think where you know they're like trying to go after parents of trans kids we covered that one didn't we yeah yeah Yeah. we did and even people who i would even describe as like you know very like socially progressive people who are like very accepting when it comes to sports weirdly there's like this dogma there's like kind of like this weird like dogmatic thinking when it comes to like the idea of a trans woman competing against women now, I've stated before many a time that Bosco's law, this is this is this is this is my law, all right? If you're going to have any strong opinion against trans women in women's sports, you now in order to protect the sanctity of women's yeah, sports. Then you now like so like let's say there's a trans woman in the WNBA. Let's just say that happens one day. Mm-hmm. Now you have to be the biggest fan of the WNBA and you have to be able to tell, you know, like, it's always funny, like, you know, like the dismissal that you could always give to people is like, you know, like with Leah Thomas is like, with, uh, it's like, okay, yeah, who is in second place? Just ask them. And they'll be like, oh, but I know this one by, I know this one, God damn it. And funny enough, there was a trans woman who was in the, the last summer Olympics, which I don't know when that was, because it, like, it was in 2021, Tokyo. Right. Right, so uh, there was a trans woman weightlifter, right? I, I always I always find this story funny because leading up to it, they're like, oh my God, she's going to destroy all the women. It's going to be terrible. And she got she got destroyed. She got she absolutely destroyed. She dest- didn't get a medal. No. And you know what? And you know what the thinking was after that? Well, she did that on purpose so that, uh, so that you know, trans women will be allowed into sports. And it's like, you straight up just move the goal. You, like, I hate using the terminology, but you move the goalpost. That's exactly what you just, because you're like, oh, well, trans women. And, and it's weirdly, like, when you think about it, it's, like, very misogynistic. That, like, it's just like, yeah, men are grug. Men better grug. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what a lot of this, like, ideology comes down to. But it's also, like... 
you know, it's like they don't really care. And I ultimately, I don't care. I I just think like th- the part I do care about is like people being ki- a little bit transphobic and fucked up in this scenario. So, for example, with Leah Thomas, um, I was looking at this after, after you know, Can I just say, yeah, go for it. Leah Thomas just like I I think in the thing I read, it's it, I, when I saw a picture of her, I was like, okay, it looks like a guy with long hair. Like a definite, he definitely, she well, definitely she, she, does look like a he. She's very early in her transition. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is that I saw that it's early. And I will say that when I hear, pe- I can understand where people are coming from, where they're like, hey, that kind of looks like a guy's competing in women's sports, which doesn't that make it unfair? I understand the question and the reservations behind it. But at the same time, the way I see it is I'm like, look, if organization itself ncaa has said it's okay if the athletes competing who are the most important it's their sport they're the ones competing if they agree it's okay the team say it's okay the organization say it's okay then it's okay and it's not my place to go in and have any bit of say in in women's swimming because i'm not a woman swimmer and i've never swam on a perf- uh, and it you've never swum ever in your life. <laughs> There's a pool in my parents' backyard, but I've never swam competitively in my life, and I have no affiliation with it. So it's not really, I think, my place. And I think most people would say the same. Ninety-nine percent of the population is not involved in women's competitive swimming. You know, so I think most so- people just the people whose opinions actually do matter in making these decisions seem to all agree it's okay for her to compete. For Leo Thomas to right, and so a lot of the the swimmers who were up there on the podium first off, so there was a picture where it was like it just like kind of cemented the idea for people, um, and it was actually taken out of context where Leah Thomas was on the podium by herself, but the two the second and third place were taking a picture to the side, and it, so it looks like oh see they can't even be near her right, and like people are putting. A, a lot of their own feelings into these other women. And the funniest part is a lot of these other female swimmers have written about swimming and being like, okay. And like being like super supportive, except there was one woman. And I think she came in like 16th place in this competition. Yeah. And she was like, she was basically baiting for a Fox News career. She was just like, she was like, once that Fo- Tucker Carlson appearance. Yeah, and she was all like, I was trying to, f- I was trying to see if I could find it, but I, if I search Leah Thomas NCAA race 16th place, I can't find it. <laughs> but I, she specific this, and look, like this girl came in like 16th place and she's talking like oh if leah thomas wasn't in here then you know we you give us us uh you know assigned female birth women a chance right and it's like bitch you should be faster than at least seven of the other women before you come complaining get into the top 10 and then maybe we could talk <laughs> but um i just do th- understand the questions and the reservations though because when you do kind of like take everything out of it and you're like hey there's somebody who you know has a male body you know or is transitioning whatever you know who was a man when they were born is now in a woman's sport like isn't that unfair you know so i do understand like i you know if if you just boil it down to that 
I understand, but it's obviously much more complicated oh, yeah. and nuanced than that. Look, and also you could look at it like this. She's actually taking a performance dehancing drug by getting estrogen injections and taking, you know, female hormones. If you think about it, like, you know, people are like, you know, like, oh, she has an Well, she's actually taking so And apparently when, you know, when she was racing as a man, she was actually decently like not not bad like she was like actually seemed to be a decent swimmer so it's just like my 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 whole thinking behind this is that like there's always in sports athletes who are freaks of natures like take for example like like Giannis Antetokounmpo right that dude has a ginormous wing not only is he tall as shit he has one of the longest wingspans i've ever seen in my entire life same thing in the same sport, Michael Phelps. That dude was a freak of nature. That's he was so Yeah, good. literally no two competitive swimmers now, Michael Phelps and Leah Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> I know no others. Oh, Mark Spitz from the 80s. Wait, was... Mark Spitz is the only one uh, the only other one that was he was like the predecessor to Michael yeah, Phelps. Big old mustache, I remember. Yeah, he had like a porn stash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like what's the difference between in women's sports? A trans woman competing who is assigned male at birth or someone who's a legit freak of nature who maybe has an advantage over others because of their genetics, because of their build, because of whatever. What's the difference, right? Like you're complaining about Leah Thomas, but at at the very same, you know, on this very same hand, you could have like a Michael Phelps or a, you know, a Giannis. I could put you in the hot seat right now by saying, so are you saying trans people are freaks in nature? (laughs) (laughs) I won't do that to you though. No, um, I I hear what you're saying. Like, you know, everybody has different body types and obviously like, there's going to be some men who are just better, who are stronger than other men. Yeah, I would love to be in the NBA, but unfortunately, I'm only 5'10". You know, I yeah. never, my NBA career yeah. was doomed from the start, yeah. you know. Oh, totally. <laughs> but, you know, so I understand, I understand your point. And I, one thing I do think is, is kind of like ridiculous I still can't believe you tried to fuck like, you tried to put that put that on me. <laughs> you mu- you're supposed to be my my co-host. You're not supposed to be <laughs> You're not supposed to be clip chipping me and fucking making me sound bad. <laughs> One thing I do think is funny is sometimes some of the people behind like the uh like the that wouldn't want um trans women competing are like, "Oh, how do we know and this was this, they have the same idea with the bathrooms where they're like, how do we know that there's just a guy that's bad um, um, while well, he's competing with the men? And he's like, ding, light bulb. I know. I'll pretend to be a woman. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll go compete with the girls. And finally, I'll win. I'll win. Doesn't they? And I'm like, that is a massive fucking jump to conclude and massive assumption to make that somebody would even be so fucking delusional and psychotic that they're like, I'll just grow my hair out, shave, and then I'll, next thing I know, I'm in the WNBA since we're on the NBA. So funny enough, I was just thinking when you were talking. Which I don't think, for the record, I don't think that happens. Right, I don't right. think anybody no, would put themselves through all the ridicule that the transgender athletes receive i don't just to you know try and win a medal (laughs) unfairly in the women's because they were bad at the men's that's quite a fucking like leap um to make you know i i I do think that okay these trans women feel like women and they don't feel comfortable competing in the men's 
and they would rather compete in the women's okay and like i said the decision to me is not up to me or any you know pundit on fox news or anybody else it's up to the athletes and the organization and they seem to say it's okay you know it's funny it's like i i I referenced it into some something else to you the other day but i said it's like that meme where there's two people in bed where they're like i consent i consent and then there's jesus in the clouds being like i don't consent and i'm like that's that's like and the jesus says isn't there somebody else you forgot to ask (laughs) yeah yeah exactly and it's like it's like yo like if they're all okay with it, then, then fucking, then you shouldn't fucking give a shit. You're just trying to be re you're trying to be reactionary and you're trying to, and look, the thing is, it's not just all conservatives. Cause there's a plenty of people who would, you know, consider themselves to be very liberal, very progressive, whatever. And they would still, especially when it comes to sports, it's just something, I don't know if it's like, it's just like, you know, people love sports. Right, people love the competition, and there's just something. And but here's the other thing: no one gives a shit about women's sports. I'm sorry, uh, but for the most part, women's athletes don't make nearly as much as male athletes do. Yeah, do you know? I mean, like it sounds definitely a little sexist to put it like that, but I'm like, if you think about it, do you know anybody that really like follows a women's sports, even women themselves, like who follow women's sports intently? No, I'm like literally, literally, I just maybe learned the I, Olympics. People, I just learned a WNBA player, Brittany Griner, because she was being held by the Russians. Oh, 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 oh here, I actually have one. Women's U.S. soccer—that's probably the most popular okay. women's. Sport okay, yeah, thinking. sure, yeah, yeah, no, totally. But that's because it, I think it because it becomes like a world thing, and it becomes be like, well, USA, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Pretty cool. Like they're pretty cool, especially yeah. because USA can't field a very good men's team, and the women's U.S. team is pretty fucking good. Yeah. 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 So they win you the know, World Cup. Yeah. So it's cool. But the thing is, is that like people who have never given a shit about women's sports are now all of a sudden being like, "What about the sanctity?" Because they think, well, if I have a daughter and my daughter wants to play sports, she's going to be beaten by a man in her dress. <laughs> and I don't know. I just I just find it just very silly. And I just I find it just like I, I feel bad for feel bad for Leah Thomas because she just wants to compete. And now she's being the focus of trans issues in America. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Imagine just like wanting to compete and then all of a sudden, you know, because of like who you are, now you've become like the subject of like, you know, I'm sure Tucker has had a, had a piece on this already being like, women, men in sport, female sports, odd. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? And it's just, uh, I, I feel ba- I feel bad for that. That like, you know, when someone kind of just gets taken and used by for political or you know for political reasons, it's just it sucks. It's yeah, it does kind of just become like something that, honestly, in my opinion, shouldn't be a political issue. You know, right. a this uh, person, Leah Thomas, competing in this swimming event should not be part of our general political discourse you know but yet it is you know which is kind of just ridiculous uh, i think yeah and i think it just shows you know (laughs) how terrible america could be sometimes (laughs) but yeah you know um yeah i i just wanted to talk about it a little bit because it's kind of like the, the hot topic of debate and there's even been people in my personal life who when I first started the podcast one of the first things they wanted 
me to talk about was uh, trans athletes in sports. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to out my friend because I don't want to, you know, you know. But at the same time, you know, so it's something that a lot of people, I feel like they have a feeling on it. But I think this comes down to an overall nihilistic point of mine is that you don't care. And it comes down to the Ukraine shit like we talked last week. People putting the, you know, Slavo Ukraine or the Ukraine flag in their bio. I'm like, you don't care. You don't care. It's just that you are... A mouth breather who watches too much TV and has been whipped up into a frenzy yeah, about like some... to be outraged. These yeah, days. Like, dude. The mainstream media and like mainstream, you know, whether social media or the news or fucking anything else, like everything political or social or cultural, like it's all just fucking based on outrage. Like this Leah Thomas thing just purely exists to make like yeah. a lot of people upset, and then and then those people who get upset. The defenders come in and then they're upset. It just yeah. fuels like the fire yeah. essentially. It makes and, everybody you know, outraged. And as you know, on this podcast, all roads lead back to Joe Rogan. And when I remember, this was a classic Joe Rogan one for a while. Yeah, Even for a I long time. Yeah. For a long time, he didn't want the trans women in in the women's fighting division. Yes, there was a a, a trans woman, Fallon Fox, who is in. I just know that because I've listened to so much Joe Rogan in the past. There was a, a trans fighter named Fallon Fox who, in one fight, broke a woman's orbital box, so, bone, orbital bone, and people got outraged. The same way about Leah Thomas, because they're like, they see it as a man beating on a woman. Now, the thing is, is that um, they'll highlight maybe one or two voices in opposition, but a lot of times those are just opportunistic people trying to use the situation to maybe, you know, get their name out there. Right. Like I said, with the person who came in 16th place, um, and Fallon Fox after, after that happened, got her ass beat for many, many fights, but no one was covering that. Like I said, with the the trans, uh, the trans female, uh, weightlifter, they they completely they completely created a new narrative after she lost. So is it that you know what I mean it's is it that you you just think that these that men are coming into female sports and j- just using the trans stuff to to get an advantage or you know yeah there is some like weird chivalristic chivalristic like i like ideal behind it where i think a lot of very misogynistic men men that don't like it like view it as this you know uh oh that's a man beating up on a woman and that's yeah i'm a feminist god damn it (laughs) i think it's not that they're like i said a chivalrous chivalry type attitude right right i know i'm just joking but yeah yeah. being like a man should not you know, beat up like a poor, innocent, defenseless women. You know, a man shouldn't be coming into the, you know, and, and beating up on them, you know, competitively. So, my ultimate takeaway to anyone listening is just that if you feel strongly <clears throat> about, if you feel strongly at all about, this issue just really think about it and see if you really do care because i don't i think when it comes down to it most likely you were not following women's college wrestling uh not wrestling uh swimming swimming. you weren't i think just today i think i heard i'm not positive about this but um i think i heard today that leah thomas in in her most recent heat came in like eighth place 
yeah, that's not in the news. Nobody's talking about that. You know, right, so exactly. when like it's like to your point, like when they when it's only when they win that all of a sudden the outrage comes. Right, you know? exactly. And so we don't talk about the all the instances of a trans woman losing. A yeah, you know why? Because they don't watch women's sports. That's why. <laughs> I really want to meet this guy. That's like I'm all about women's sports, and my biggest problem is the trans is the trans athletes competing. Yeah. And he knows all every time a trans athlete, yeah. and he watches it religiously. Like anytime the trans athletes competing, he turns on. He's like, let's see what happens. And look, and the sad reality of this is is that now you're I, I I've been seeing it all over my Twitter feed of different athletes. In some instances, just kind of using this as a uh, uh, way to just kind of be transphobic a bit, and it it sucks. It just sucks, and I feel I feel for any trans people out there. Maybe we got a trans listener. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I doubt it. I doubt it. But you know, it could be. It could be. So that's that's it for if that. If you're trans, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, email us at bashbrospod at protonmail.com. And tell us what you think. I would be I would be interested to hear if there's any trans people who think that they should be forced to compete in the assigned yeah, gender yeah, however sports. You, however it's supposed yeah. to be said. And they're assigned gender sports, yeah. One hundred percent. Alright, so next we got Let's talk. Let's 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 uh let's go back to Ukraine. Actually, let's oh, go back. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I want to talk. Trans soldier in Ukraine. Yes, yes. Um. So uh, I wanted to talk about this story last week, but since we didn't record, I still really wanted to talk about this because I think it's an interesting story of just like and you refer you um compared it to something I think you said Operation Mockingjay or. Mockingbird was it? Yeah. Um, in reference to the TikTokers being briefed yeah. by the White House. Um, as far as I know, uh, just the brief briefness I know of what Operation Mockingbird was is basically the CIA, um, operation, uh, to basically like use the media to influence how America, uh, viewed the the Soviet Union and right. viewed communism and just to make sure that like the media always put a pro western pro american pro capitalist message right so up. look it even says on 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 wikipedia is an alleged large scale program of the united states cia that began in the early years of the cold war and attempted to manipulate news media for propaganda purposes yeah. this is a favorite one of actually you might be uh, not surprised to learn this but this is a favorite one of a lot of like far right uh, conspiracy theorists especially a lot of people who that you know the anti msm as they call it uh you know types will say oh we'll bring this one up a lot as like evidence that you know mainstream news is you know controlled by the government in some way sure, yeah. yeah um yeah so in in response to this you know this uh war in ukraine 30 of the top TikTok stars gathered on a Zoom call to receive key information about the war unfolding in Ukraine. The National... Uh, yes. The National Security Council staffers... Like the dancers? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I saw, you're doing a dance and you're like, war in Ukraine. It's bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know how it's always like words on a screen and they're yeah, like pointing like, to it as they're war dancing? War in Ukraine? Not good. Yeah, they're like dancing and like fucking. Yeah. 
you know that oh no song is playing oh, oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so um basically they were in a call with us uh, white house press secretary jen saki and briefed the influencers about the u.s strategic goals in the region and answered questions on distributing aid to Ukrainians, working with NATO, and how the United States would react to a Russian use of nuclear weapons. <laughs> uh, so the White House, like, I don't know if you remember this, but the White House has obviously pay, has been paying attention that TikTok's like super popular, yeah. right? And when like the vaccine campaign was going on, I think they got like the Jonas Brothers to like do a TikTok with Joe Biden, where uh, you, you know, hey, we gotta like well, get vaxxed. You know how I, I was saying stuff about how like you know a lot of the right wing will be like, oh, mainstream media, and who do they always? who is the go-to as the mainstream media? They'll be like, oh, it's CNN. Right. But I'm like, most people I know, even like older people, I know very few people that actually watch CNN or MSNBC or even Fox News. I might know the most Fox News viewers or know of the most. Yeah, because they're, the they're the loudest about um, how they watch Fox but News. But I'm like, most people don't actually get their news and their political opinions from like what most right-wingers would say is the mainstream media you know most people are getting their news and politics from social media like via twitter or reddit or tiktok if you're a bit younger you know so i think that like obviously the white house and most people who are paying attention have noticed this i've been like hey we got to get in on this yeah so <laughs> get in on the ground floor <laughs> yes yeah, so the administration started began working with a gen z for change a nonprofit advocacy group to help identify top content creators on the platform to orchestrate a briefing and answering questions about the conflict in the united states role in it the briefing was led by matt miller a special advisor for the communications at the white house and Biden has see, has increasingly sought online creators to sell policies, like I said, with like the vaccine ca campaign. They they're trying to use TikTok. Basically, Basically yes, they're trying to influence opinion. That's, yeah, that's ultimately yeah. what they're trying to do. That's what I I because yeah, I'm, you you sent me this story, and when I was reading it and looking at it, it definitely looked like like U.S. government knows. Um, that TikTok has become a vital source of information as well as other social media outlets that most Americans, especially young Americans, aren't getting their news from the mainstream media, quote unquote, which is like CNN or Fox or MSNBC. But most Americans, especially young, younger Americans are getting their news from TikTok or Twitter or Reddit. And they're like, well, we have to obviously now if we want to maintain a uh, government influence over you know media media outlets we now have to shift our foot our foot main focus from being like that of like cable news to now social media news you know so it's now, just a, it's just a smart move on yeah um yeah in terms of like ha making sure the government can influence how you, you know news is presented because yeah i mean like if you just kind of like left a lot of these tiktok tiktokers uh up to their own devices to like report on the U war in ukraine <laughs> like okay look they're not journalists i'm most of them are not journalists most yeah. of them are not you know investigators in any way 
they're probably just spouting out information that they're, you know, they're regurgitating information they've learned online, you know, so a lot of that, I think the problem is a lot of that stuff that they're regurgitating is stuff they've learned online that they've not investigated or researched, and a lot of that can be misinformation. So, you know, if we want to say that the government had a more benign uh, goal or purpose with this meeting, maybe they're their stated idea, and this is probably, this is kind of how this article tried to portray it, and how the TikTokers I'm are these, saying, I'm going to need to see your pay you know, stubs to see is, if you're not being paid by the this government. This is how the TikTokers themselves that were part of this meeting tried to portray it when I saw their videos. They were trying to say, the U.S. government is, as they're dancing, the U.S. government is worried about, they can't, nobody can see, it's a podcast, nobody can see me dancing right now. Uh, the U.S. government is worried about misinformation spreading you know, online, and they had us in on this call so they could tell us the reality of what's going on and make sure that we're not helping espouse more misinformation, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, right. so... Right, no, I totally... I, I, yeah, that's like the stated goal. That's kind of what the article said. That's what these TikTokers said in their yeah. subsequent... Um, it's, it's a good article. Video. I check it out. It was on uh, the Washington Post written by Taylor Lorenz. I check it out. It was, re it was really interesting. And I would just, uh, the reason why I wanted to bring this up is that I just think um, it's interesting to know going forward for people who use TikTok. Yeah. To be or that. any social media. You yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I guarantee it's not just exclusive. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. It's definitely on Twitter or, you know. Facebook, I, yeah. Reddit. I mean, Facebook's a little harder, yeah. I think, for them to control. Gap. But Gap. <laughs> Rumble. It's not Rumble, bro. Telegram. <laughs> what, what else do Nazis use? Anyway, um, but yeah, so. I don't know. I just think it's 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 interest. It's it's good to know for your media literacy, and also just just knowing about uh, just knowing about how you know you could be getting stuff that is just straight down the line CIA. You know CIA. No, I wouldn't say CIA propaganda, but just what the CIA, what the government wants. The narrative to be yeah. and yeah, wants exactly. you to be their cheerleader yeah they the, the u.s government obviously has a narrative they want to perpetuate about this war the situation um the public's views about both about russia and the west and they obviously have their agenda and the narrative they want and they've essentially gone now to tiktok to help perpetuate that narrative right Right, totally. So that's all I really, really I had on that. But I thought it was an interesting because most young people are not getting their news from CNN, or yeah, Fox News. Totally, you know? totally. And I think that you know most Americans aren't. I don't think. No, you know? I don't think so either. Um, but let's uh let's shift to another another story. Um, I had the so I this was one that really spoke out to me. And maybe maybe you have some interesting thoughts on it too, based on your past profession. But um, in New York, there was a serial killer who uh, was a 30-year-old man who was suspected of shooting five homeless men in the New York and Washington, D.C. area. The suspect had been eyed in at least five attacks on homeless people in a nine-day span. The first attack came on March 3rd, and the last two were uh, a couple weeks ago, basically. What he's going around with a machete and chopping up homeless people? Uh, I think he was just shooting them. So two of the victims were killed, including a man found shot on Lafayette Street and one discovered in a burning tent. So what what I find what.
do know very random i do know um tent burnings are very common or not very common but a common way that homeless people assault other homeless people on the streets well he, he, pro he probably knew that yeah. <laughs> you know uh so one of the reasons why i want to bring this up is that i think that as you know the american attitude towards how we treat homeless people there's a lot like first first off we just gotta say there's a dehumanizing aspect to the way that discourse around homeless people goes a lot of times they a lot of times people um especially more more wealthy people but even you know like middle you know middle income people they have feelings of homeless being like oh they just ruined the area they you know like I don't know. The way I describe it is that, like, sometimes if you're talking to someone who, you you know, like I said, is not, like, outright super conservative, but uh, you'd, you know, be like, oh, this person is just, like, a normal, like, Democrat, liberal, whatever. Um, and they'll straight up start sounding like Hitler when it starts coming to talking about homeless people because, like, they want, the, they want them to get rid of... I remember one time I was talking to a family member. I won't say which one. But I was talking to them about homeless people, and I was like, "What do you think should be done with them? What you should what, what should be done with them?" He's like, "He's like, well, they should be put somewhere." And I, and I was like, "What are you gonna do? You gonna you gonna you gonna trans? Yeah, put them on trains and send them to a place to a camp." And I'm like, "Hey, you're starting to sound like Hitler." <laughs> and you know, um, a, a common approach um, that I remember social workers using, um, especially for more like problem recurring problematic uh homeless on the street was they would offer them like they would like try and get in touch with their family and then offer them like a bus ticket back to their family in their hometown okay. you know because especially where i was at in santa cruz most of the a lot of the homeless people on the streets in, in santa cruz weren't actually from born and raised in santa cruz a lot of right. them for from elsewhere in california a lot of right. times um yeah no i uh... And I, I just think that I just find it interesting that the only way of like, cause I'm sure there's, there's violence in the homeless community. Of course, you know, these are people living on the fringes of society. You know what I mean? These are people who are, you know, they're victims of circumstance and they're people who have straight up mental illness. You know, yeah. there's a varying. Well, it, it's known. It's fucking known. When you are treated as less than, it breeds violence. That's oh, why, like, poorer communities yeah. are more violent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And um, I just I just find it interesting with, with this case just that, like, you know, oh, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll go and, oh, this guy's killing homeless people. Oh, that's terrible. We're going to find him. We're going to get him. And then problem solved. But, like, they won't address any of the other needs of homeless people they'll never address them in any other circumstance but they'll address them now because there's this guy who's a serial killer and you know it's more you know um my question about this serial killer since we came at it kind of from this angle right away is is this guy out there killing homeless people because he hates homeless people or is his more of like a murders of opportunity where it's just sure. the easiest victims sure right yeah yeah, yeah. either, either but what, what do you think it is you think he's mm, out there killing them i think i think because he hates I think homeless the people or is because they're easier victims? i think the 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 most realistic 
reason for it is opportunity yeah they're easier victims yeah. right like this guy's obviously a fucking psycho yeah, yeah. and he's just like i want an easy kill if i kill my neighbor fucking his his family and everybody in town's gonna be fucking investigating it where if i kill you know a homeless man on the, street, on the street yeah, yeah. like the, there's gonna be less of an investigation less people looking for him right right and it's just i don't know like this situation just in general just really made me like just feel terrible just about like how we treat homeless people overall and we view them as kind of just like a nuisance and kind of just like as a problem not in the way of like hey, a problem we should fix but it's a problem we need to get rid of you know what i mean and uh i think that that idea becomes ingrained in a lot of people that this idea that we should be like you know like fuck homeless people they're ruining our cities or they're ruining you know what i mean by camping out you know we live you know we lived in an area that at one time had one of the biggest homeless encampments in the united states yeah you know i mean we still do san jose i mean you're more than hell less homeless people but san jose is jam-packed it's oh, yeah. just a bit more spread out here than Santa Cruz was. Yeah. But. but you remember like when that the stuff about the jungle was going on? Oh yeah, and, that was in Santa Cruz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like it was one of the, like For those listening who might not be from yeah, San Jose yeah, or might not know, um there is a notorious homeless camp uh in about the early twenty tens. Um people on the streets referred to it as the jungle. It was located underneath like Highway one oh one and two eighty interchange, I believe, or around there. Right. And um you know, most homeless camps are somewhere under highway interchanges. And it was a massive homeless encampment, uh, completely unsanctioned. This was not something that, like, it was not a sanctioned shelter or anything. It was just people congregated there. Like, most homeless camps, maybe a few tents started. People were like, hey, it's a good spot. Other people moved in. Then it became the place for to get the drugs. The drug dealers moved there. And then everybody's, it's a place to get high. And before you know, it's like a little bit of a shanty town. It happened in Santa Cruz behind the Ross, a famous Ross camp right, that was right. there. And um, the one in the jungle was notorious because due to a lot of violence that happened there, a lot of uh, ODs, and it was difficult for paramedics to get there. So people would OD and then paramedics couldn't reach them in time. A lot of sexual assaults, obviously, um, and just general violence, tent burnings, uh, you know, attacks, robberies, and the city would come in disperse some people would move back and i guess the last time they did it they went and they put these giant fucking boulders there so that people couldn't come back essentially but yeah it was notorious like i would hear about it just like walking down the street you know i vote i like talking with homeless people you know so sometimes i'd just be talking to a guy outside you know the, the first time i heard about it i was talking with like a guy i think like outside 7-eleven or something and he was like oh yeah you know about the jungle and i was like what like the amazon jungle and he like and he was the one who explained to me like oh no it's the big camp where everybody most people live you know and San- most homeless people live yeah in and, San Jose. and we also live in probably one of the most expensive housing markets yeah <laughs> like especially because you know it's so you know what's crazy to add on to this too um and to add on to tie it in with my anti-reddit uh hate um and although i've seen Let me just say, so I was on the San Jose subreddit, right? And um, I had driven past Columbus. you really are just a Reddit dweller. This was was several weeks ago. Well, I like the community ones. And so this was on the San Jose one. Although now I've completely disavowed most of the community ones. I'll I'll get to that in a second. So 
a few weeks prior to this, I was driving and I was going past where my old high school was. And it was near this place called College Park, Columbus Park. And the area was always kind of a bit janky, the area around my high school. And there's always a lot of homeless living in the area. But I saw Columbus Park and it had been like completely taken over, um, like by people living in tents and stuff. And I made note of one that looked like somebody was living in the dugout. Like the entire dugout, like for the baseball field, had been turned into somebody's like. That's like home. that's like some straight up like fallout yeah. shit. <laughs> and um, a couple of weeks later, I'm on the San Jose subreddit, and I see a post of that camp, that particular one, the one in the dugout on fire in flames, which happens a lot at homeless camps fires. I put out one when I worked at the homeless shelter. I put out a massive one, and um, anyways, I go and I look at the comments. And oh, yeah, and not all of them. None of them are happy. Wait, wait, real quick. Just like just that snippet of, and then I went to the comments. Yeah. It's always follow, and then you're like, oh yeah, it's the yeah. here's all the bullshit. I mean, you can imagine some of the ones I was seeing were calling them cockroaches, advocating oh my God. murder, what advocating the murder, fuck? Yeah. calling them rats, cockroaches, saying they need to be killed, saying they need to be get rid of one way or another, like. Literally, like, people sounding like fucking Nazis. And I made a comment on it, and I was like... I just said, yo, drove past this a couple weeks ago, saw this before it caught on fire. And then I ended it by being like, also, the way some of you talk about other human beings, you should be ashamed of that. And I said that, and I got fucking dragged in the comments. Like, I got people coming after me saying you got dragged? i got dragged i mean like i was it Dude, was there were some people that were like yo what's this thread i gotta um, i gotta see it um if you go to my account so by the magic of the internet i was able to pull this up um so yeah you wrote you wrote verbatim basically what you said you should be ashamed talking about fellow human beings like that and here's a deleted accounts response. Uh, some may go overboard, but s- put simply, people are fed up. The trash, the fires, the public crime, the property—the oh, sorry, the property crime, the violent crime, the public defecation, open-air drug use, the taking over of public spaces like trails and parks, the panhandling everywhere they go is too much. And that got upvoted 34 times. Yikes. Um... Uh, yeah, but good uh, goodwill goes sour fast when it's constantly being taken one, yeah. advantage of and turning your city into a cesspool. Yeah, and it's like, is, so that's acceptable behavior for you? Taking over a baseball field and catching your new house that's on fire? Yeah, that and was then, one that upset me because I'm like, look, I never said that this situation was acceptable. It's yeah. not acceptable then, in our city or our country that people are are that people have to live like oh this. actually someone came to your defense yeah no it was it was controversial you know on reddit because yeah. i hate the reddit like hive mind i actually take it as a compliment when i sort by controversial and i'm the top one that happens a lot because that means i'm saying something that's against the, the status quo mind, yeah. of reddit but people are agreeing in some so way that's, 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 that's how, how i know i had a good so one. that's how you think that you're yeah. this, so that's, that's how you get your edgy points if you're okay but this person is like you're right that's unacceptable but also calling these folk trash like <laughs> everyone in the comments are doing everyone has their bad asshole but no human life should be dismissed as trash or cockroaches yes and that was my point with making they that. need help not to be looked down or dismissed as trash she nailed it like and then of course here's a stoner in the fucking comments they're a product of our society <laughs> so yeah not all of them were disagreeing it was it was a hot hot comment though yeah. okay let's see uh it was probably the most controversial one on that thread minus maybe that i remember when people used to pay 
pace for get this softball. Oh, ball! Leave them alone. They aren't hurting anyone. High school, that field was barely ever used. It was always kind of like a worn down, uh, run down field. I, oh, here this here's a good one. Um, leave them alone. They aren't hurting anyone. Actual homeless advocates. Oh God, it's just so gross. These people. See, my problem with it, like, the situation is wrong. People in our country shouldn't be living in conditions like this. We need to address that. We need to address the fact that people live in squalor and drug addiction. Holy shit. I'm sorry. I just saw one. It got negative three downvotes uh, for now. Uh, <laughs> if we put doing the rat- Lord's work. If we, yeah, I'm doing the Lord's work here. God damn it. Um... Uh, well, look, if there's anything a Redditor count cares the most about, it's karma. So you actually are doing something. <laughs> I told you, I, I, I value the controversial post. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, true. If you, I, I feel like, um, and I think this is a point Hassan has made, is that if you have, like, over a certain amount of karma that you should be put in jail. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree. Um, but this person said, if we put rat poison in mess, I see, bet we see a lot less car break-ins and encampment fires while the, after a while, the death stopped. After all the death stopped. Yikes. Jesus, yeah. That's blatantly, openly advocating poisoning yeah. people. Murder. My point when I made that comment isn't that, hey, it's okay, just let them be. That wasn't my point. My point was maybe our first step should be not looking at, at the homeless as subhuman, you know, and as, you know, and advocating for their murder or their displacement. That's maybe the first step in addressing this problem. And I that was my point in making that comment. I wasn't saying that fucking you know the squalor and 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 the and the shanty towns are okay in fact i don't think they're okay i think in our country and in our cities and our communities that is a big problem especially because we look at san jose as an upscale community but yet there's tons of people living like this in san jose in around the bay area around california and it shouldn't be like that you know but we shouldn't be you know defaulting to their subhuman their cockroaches and we should kill them you know, we need to still treat them with respect and, and human decency, and then we can start addressing how we fix the situation. So this the situation, what, you, what you're bringing up, this uh, totally reminded me of uh, a while back in November of 2021, there was a little, you know, a little Twitter spat, uh, you know, K- this dude, uh, Casey Neistat, he was like, oh, our cop, our cars got robbed this morning because Los Angeles is a crime-riddled third-world shithole of a city. But tremendous appreciation and gratitude to the hardworking officers of the LAPD. Mm, classic looking <laughs> right there. Uh, who not only arrested the motherfucker, but got all of our student uh, stolen goods back. And then it was just like a little spat between him and uh, Seth Rogen. And he was like, dude, I've lived over here for 20 years. You're nuts. It's lovely here. Don't leave in. It's it's called living a big in a big city. Yeah. Don't leave anything valuable in your car. Yeah. I mean, shit happens. You live in a big city. Look, like, I hate this thing. San Jose is very safe, too. I hate when the people are on there being like, this place is a cesspool filled with violence and crime. San Jose is not that violent. From their their quiet suburb. San Jose is not a dangerous city. I've never felt in danger even walking down some of the more dangerous areas of San Jose at night. I'm I'm sorry, Zach. Have you ever walked at night in downtown San Jose and seen homeless people? Yep. Yeah. They usually don't. They usually 
um, are in such a horrible situation that they don't even look up from underneath their blankets. 100%. So, um, yeah, I'm but, not ever worried about getting mugged by a homeless person. I'm more worried about getting assaulted by a drunk that. frat dude outside a bar. Oh, I thought you were going to say murdered by a, like, you know. A, by a, a, co- a podcast co-host? I am. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, my main point is I just think that, you know, whether it's this guy who's using homeless people as easy victims because he knows society views them as you know expendable and subhuman and and valueless in a lot of ways i think our number one priority right now with addressing homelessness around the country should be first off remembering that they're human beings and they deserve proper dignity and respect that we give to all of our every member of our community you know that's step number one once we acknowledge them as human beings then we can begin to be like look do we want human beings living in consistent uh drug addiction and consistent squalor and then we can start to address it in more community-based practical ways rather than talking about advocating their further murders and psychopaths actually doing it yeah straight up so yeah that, that that was the whole point of bringing this up is that you know society overlooks homeless people and you know, they view them as a problem rather uh, they view them as a problem they need to get rid of rather than a problem that we should be actively working to fix and help solving people's like no one. First off, no one just goes like, fuck it. I'm going on the street. Cause I want to like, you oh, know, sh- don't get me started on this. Maybe I'll say we can say this for the next time we have a conversation about homelessness, but I still remember that one argument I had with a buddy of mine where he kept saying homelessness is a choice. Yeah. And I was like, Yikes. no, it's not. Yeah. And he was like, this just, your opinion man well i'm like no it's not an opinion (laughs) it's a fact and you're wrong (laughs) yeah 100 so the next story i wanted to bring up was because it was inspired because of uh the last time we hung out you said i refuse to use delivery services yeah and you stated a lot of reasons that were very reasonable uh, like doordash uber eats uh you know, Instacarts, whatever. I refuse to use that kind of uh, delivery services. So, a guy delivering a pizza is a different story. So, uh, the District of Columbia, and this will be our corporate slam piece. Mm-hmm. The District of Columbia sued uh, Grubhub. Grubhub is, in my opinion, doesn't seem like one that a lot of people use. No, actually, the only times I I actually do use Grubhub from time to time, but I use it. To place my orders for me to go pick up. Oh, interesting. Okay. It's used by restaurants like through Yelp and stuff. The District of Columbia is suing food delivery company Grubhub in a lawsuit filed in which it accuses the business of deceptive trade practices such as excessive feeds, out-of-date restaurant prices, and false advertising. The D.C.'s attorney general said in the complaint that Grubhub often misrepresents what's on the app and website. For starters, he says Grubhub lists more than a thousand partner restaurants for available for delivery in D.C. that had no contracts with Grubhub and added the restaurants to the platform's directory without the owner's consent. This deceptive conduct significantly impacted the District of Columbia's consumers, such as offering menu, uh, menu offerings, prices, hours for non-par- uh, non-partner restaurant um, that were more likely to be out of date and incorrect, like I said. 
Um, and there'd be a chance that either your food's going to get cold. You're going to get it when it's just like absolutely cold or it could just not, you can just not get it at all. So in this complaint, DC, uh, <clears throat> alleged that prices for restaurants on the app and website were also higher than in-store prices, which is a practice that honestly, all, all of them do. I've even done it, done it. I didn't even realize it. And I had been using it so long that, yeah, they straight up add like jack up like it, like two. So like if I go, for example, I like getting like a, a Chipotle burrito bowl, right? Because it's, you can make it pretty healthy. Just get like chicken, brown rice It's an easy, healthier option for me personally. Um, and if my normal order costs maybe $15, um, or $13, something like that mm-hmm. on, on, uh, DoorDash, even though I pay for a pre uh, monthly subscription, they, char- they, uh, ch- upcharge me to the point where it's $20 with no tip. Cause I don't fucking tip on those. All right. I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm broke. All right. Fuck you. I'm sorry, Jimmy, but fucking your company needs to pay you. Oh, Bosco. If you can't afford the tip, then don't eat out or don't deliver in this case. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, me and you also have the very similar views on tipping. Oh, I always salty about tipping. Look, I hold on. This is one that I've seen people. This is big side tangent from the story, but tipping and the issue of tipping is one of those things that I've seen people get so like angry about that. I wouldn't be surprised if we got maybe one of our first listener hate mails if we like went off on an anti-tipping rant. All right, real quick, because I want it. I want the smoke. Tipping. Listen, I think tipping is a fine activity. You can tip if you want and if you have more disposable income. But a lot of the times you want to go out and listen, I, we would go out, me and you both at the time worked for municipalities. We weren't like making it rich. We were working for the, you know, for the government, state government, basically, you know, for the cities. And like, so you're telling me like, I can't go eat out. And then I had to fucking tip like another $5. Like I don't make that much money. And I got to pay rent and shit like, like the, the expense of what the employer should be fucking paying their employees more. They put it onto the consumer and they make it like a guilt thing. They make it a guilt based activity where, oh, if you don't tip, you're taking food out of, out of that person's yeah, mouth. Or you just look rude or like, how come, how come no one ever turns that back onto the employer and be like, no, your employer should be fucking paying you more to the point where if I do tip extra, it's like a nice bonus. Yeah. It's not an expected It's like, the, the owner's basically going like, listen, you're going to eat this meal, but this person in front of you is just a regular poor person, and you want you don't want to tip them? You're taking food out of their children's mouth. It's like, bro, you fucking pay them. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think a big problem with it is a lot of times um, in America, and it happens with a lot of things, a lot of times the advertised price is actually not the price you'll be paying you know like let's say you go out to eat at a restaurant and you're like ooh, a uh, 20 dollar fucking t-bone steak you know and then you get and you so you order that and you're like ooh, i i can i have enough money for maybe like uh, a 10 dollar fucking 
glass of wine with that, you know? So then you're like, okay, $30 meal. That's nice. I can afford that every now and then. And then you get the bill and there's obviously sales tax, which is, you know, like 10%. So like if it's a $30 bill, that's three more dollars. Okay. But then you're expected to throw on a 15% tip at the very least. Yeah. People will call you an asshole if you don't go at least 20, yeah. you know? And so already you've, the price you, you've been advertised to as the listed price that you are calculating in your head is never the actual price and this is like a recurring problem a lot of times for a lot of different services in america where like the advertised price is anti-consumer because like you go in with an advertised price to you but then you get the bill and it's a lot more than you were expecting whether that's tips or sales tax or other things you know it kind of is bullshit you know where you like uh, the price that's shown to you is never really the true price, you know? Yeah. And I, and I had this problem too, like, like, uh, <laughs> I love how we just turned this into <laughs> shitting on tipping. I, I had this problem too with fucking, um, the other day uh, I got my haircut, as you can see, look great. Um, you know, and, <laughs> and the haircut, it was at a nice place and, um, it was a $40 haircut, which okay, I'm, sure. I'm okay with. Cause I like my hair to look nice. Right. So I'm, I'm willing well, you to gotta spend tip that your barber. Much. Yeah, well, that's what I'm thinking. I have all 20s. I have about $80 in 20s. No other cash on me. And the, at the end, the, the barber's like, how do you want to pay? And I was like, cash. And she's like, okay, $40. So I take out two 20s, hand them to her. And I was like, thanks. Um, and that was it, you know? And I was like, thank you. And I, and I left. And then as soon as I get to my cars, I'm like, was I supposed to tip in that situation? Am I supposed to tip the barber? Yes. You know, am I? Yes. But, all, but it's $40 already that I'm paying her. It's forty dollars already. Listen, by by and, 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 by American society standards, you're there's all I have certain, was twenty. So what I'm supposed to give her another twenty? No, the, what you're I'm supposed spo- to hand it to her and say, "Can you give me a few fives? Yes, yes, yes that's, that's exactly, exactly what you're supposed that. to do. Yeah, it's a forty dollars haircut already. It's going straight to her. I handed her the money. She didn't go to a register. It's not supercuts. It's an independent business. That barber's getting paid direct. It's the same thing. I have another problem with tattooing too. Where like if I go get a tattoo, yeah, um. Yeah. I'm paying fucking hundreds of dollars for this. And then and I'm you supposed have to, to do like a $20 tip. At that, the very all that money is going directly almost, almost entirely. Cause some of it go, does go to the shop obviously, but almost entirely to the artist himself, you know? Right. So like, why am I supposed to go and tip even more on that? You know, I, and especially if you do a percentage wide, if you get like, let's say a $300 tattoo and you just say, okay, the 10%, that's $30 extra. That's a lot of money. When you I've know? gotten, I've, 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 been, I've gotten, I brought weed to my last tattoo artist and I, I gave him weed as a tip because that works, you know, that works. Oh, I'm sure, I've yeah. actually heard, um, tattoo artists say before that clients rather than tipping cash do bring gifts a lot of times, you know, like food, maybe like if they work at a restaurant, they're like, Hey. Thanks for doing my tattoo. Here's some for some fries from my restaurant. Or um, well, for yeah, for like both that. for both of my tattoos because I only really have two. Um, I you know they're both you decent tipped? decent size. I tipped um, for the big one about forty. You tipped forty dollars. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And how much was that tattoo? Um, it was like four hundred dollars. Okay, so as you added forty extra dollars on top yes. of four hundred, you realize like majority of that money is going directly. To yeah, the I know. Yeah, I know. And but the thing is, is that <clears throat> because I wanted that person to do further work, I wanted to leave a nice tip so that the person doesn't think I'm a fucking asshole. Yeah. So the next time he gives me a tattoo, it looks like shit. You know, what I, mean? I don't. I I don't know if they would actually do that. I don't want to put that on anybody, but I'm just saying. You know. Because of the society, man, that we fucking live in, we're supposed to fucking tip. 
But anyway, let's get back to the story. <laughs> um, so basically, um, this is fucked up. And remember, not too long ago, uh, there was the California proposition uh, where it was basically sponsored by a lot of the gig economy service jo- uh, like app jobs. I think it was like Prop 25. Yeah. Um, and basically, it was to uh, yes, yes, it was basically make them employees rather than like contractors, you know. Right, and um, yes, it was just it was just very uh, it was just very gross, and it was to make them so they they wouldn't have to give them benefits. Yeah. It's an anti-worker proposition. And well, I just framed it to their workers as, oh, you know how like you can sign in at any time and do DoorDash for just an hour or two or as long as you want. If you become a full time employee, then we have to make you schedules and blah, blah, blah. So it ruined that convenience of being able to be like, oh, I feel like doing DoorDash right now for an hour or two. Right. That was their argument to their employees. Right. And it didn't pass either. Yeah. So uh, it's, you know. It, it, the thing is, is that you should always, I, they, these companies just suck. They just suck. There's nothing else to really say. They just, they, a lot of these delivery companies are super predatory and gross and they suck and boo. And I refuse to use DoorDash and all these delivery services because A, I'm not lazy. I can get up and go get the order myself. Oh, I know. And B, uh, I, I don't want to pay all these extra charges. Like, you have the DoorDash pass. If I order, like, something that's 10 bucks off DoorDash, I'm paying at least 20 And that's no tip included either, you know? So double the price of what it would be if I just drove there or walked there myself to get it. And then, yeah, see? Due to all these, like, weirdly nefarious practices they have with how they exploit, you know, people who work for them and deliver for them, you know? I just don't dig it, and I'm not... And I'm not so lazy that I can't get up and go get it myself. I get it. I get it. All right, so we got one last story for you. Zach, uh, you brought this to our atten- my attention, and yeah. it sounded very interesting. I thought you would think this is funny. Um, so apparently researchers at the University of Exus, Essex in the UK um, have discovered the world's most boring person, according to their research. Um yeah, my bitch ass so, wife. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, like when I first saw this headline, I was like, "Wait, did they like just pinpoint like some random guy somewhere in the UK?" Ted. Yeah, and they're Ted. all like, "That's, That's the, the most, most boring, boring guy on earth." Boring <laughs> Nigel. <laughs> boring. It's actually more interesting, um, and in that the the researchers kind of like surveyed people in general and um, kind of got the idea of how the public views what makes a boring person. And gathered all that data from their surveys and basically created a template to say, if you fall into this template, the public might view you as boring. Whether you're actually a boring person or not, is is doesn't matter. It's how the public would view you. Um, you know, so um, it says here that they did it. Five hundred people were uh, were ex were were um, asked or yeah examined and uh, targeted. <laughs> so a little slippery <laughs> boring nigel so here i'll just read you what basically what the template they made so they had like basically jobs and hobbies that people that they kind of broke it down into so here's the what they found to be what people consider the most boring jobs number one 
data analysts. Number two, accounting. Number three, tax slash insurance. Number four, cleaning. And number five, banking. So like very like number crunching um, like jobs. And if you do think of like what makes a, a boring profession, I think most people would agree who might be outside these fields be like, oh, yeah, number crunchers and accountants and yeah. bookkeepers. That does fucking sound nerds. Fucking really boring, <laughs> you know. Um, OK. And then so they had also the five most boring hobbies. Number one, fishing. No, sleeping, actually. Yeah. Sleeping's a hobby? I don't know. I thought the same thing because I'm like, I love to sleep, too. So I guess that yeah. makes me boring. Yeah. But um, I, I don't know if I consider sleeping a hobby either. Sleeping is boring. Uh, but I guess this is more just like lifestyle stuff. Um, number two, religious. Religion. That makes yes. sense. Yeah, I totally agree with that. A lot of super religious people. <sighs> boring. Get new content. Oh, wait, you can't because it's an old ass book. Go on. Number three, <laughs> watching TV. Okay. Number four, observing animals such as bird watching. I'm observing my animal right now. <laughs> and number five, I get. I don't know how this is a hobby, but mathematics. So. I mean, I guess there's probably like a nerd who thinks math math is like fun. <laughs> so yeah, I guess like they kind of got people together and were like, so if I guess you fall into this category. What's interesting, kind of a little bit of a side tangent here, is so they built this template to kind of be like, what do what does the public consider boring? And are does that public perception of boredom ostracize some people? And I guess this is important work in the UK because in recent years, about I think it was around 2018, the UK like created what they called the Ministry of Loneliness. And dude, that sounds so emo, yeah. dude. That sounds like so <laughs> Well, emo. I guess like the UK is the Ministry of Loneliness. They they thought that like some people, some Brits were like that loneliness was a problem that led to like you know what you know, what? You know mental what? That's, health that, that, See, that's the type of shit you get when you have a uh, when you have uh, healthcare. <laughs> when you have <laughs> yeah, they essentially thought like loneliness led to like mental health issues. And, like, I mean, they're not wrong. They're not ability. I mean, actually, look, I, I'm clowning on it, but it actually does sound like a good idea. <laughs> so, like, basically, I think that this study was kind of, like, done in connection to, that, like, what makes people more ostracized. And I guess, like, finding out, like, oh, like, what does the public perceive as boring? And they even say here, boring people were, um, were perceived, um, to, uh, to not, they also, here's this fucking, what I'm trying to say is they... <laughs> They said that boring people were also perceived to um, not live in large cities, but small towns. Um, and that um, this is what I was trying to get at before that stumble there. Um, they research revealed that what people viewed as stereotypically boring are generally more disliked and more avoided due to these preconceptions. Mm. So that if you fit into this template of boring, that you're more likely to be avoided or ostracized in some way. Yeah. And that looking more exciting. In fact, they listed what could be exciting jobs. I'll, I'll list you the five. One, performing arts job. So I'm assuming stuff like dancing, acting. Podcasting. Podcasting. <laughs> Two, this one's a little vague, but science. So maybe like the sexy astronomer, you know, yeah. can have a comeback. Oh, yeah. Number three, I've, I think this one's interesting. Journalism. Okay. Um, number four, health work, health care work, health professionals. And number five, teaching. So those are the five most interesting or exciting jobs. You know, I mean, I work in healthcare and I had to say when I mention my job, people always go like, wow, like there's always like a, you know, 
Yeah. They kind of always go like, oh, that's a, that's different. There's a quote here that says um, that a lot of people that might, that perceptions can change, but people may not take the time to speak with those who they consider boring or such as having boring jobs or boring hobbies and instead choose to avoid people they view as boring. They don't get a chance to prove people wrong and break these negative stereotypes. Uh, continuing the quote, the very fact that people choose to avoid them can lead to more social ostracization and increased loneliness, leading to really negative impacts on their lives. No maidens. The study also showed that being considered boring is perceived as you having very few talents and a low interpersonal warmth. You know, so just not being an all around interesting person if you fit into this boring uh, template. Um, and they're also seen as incompetent, apparently, too. <laughs> um, so I just, These boring people are incompetent. <laughs> I, I, I thought this was funny. You know, they're going around boring people, them <laughs> distracting people from their work. First, I think, I, I think it's interesting that there's, like, this push in the UK to kind of address, like, loneliness and social ostracization. I mean, I made a joke of it, but it's literally because they have the NIH and, the, you know, they have a... a a, a state provided you know health care yeah. <laughs> and well yeah and like they maybe view this as a way to kind of address some of like the mental yeah. um instability that might be i you know like i was saying i was kind of mocking it at first but i actually like now thinking about it i think that's actually a really good idea because i i think there are a lot of you know they're overlooked but there's a lot of me included, yeah. lonely people out yeah. there, you know? And Do you think people will avoid you? Because this study was done saying, like, no, how can we address loneliness? Do And they thought, like, part of this was saying maybe it's preconceptions about somebody being boring that makes them, you know, more isolated. Right. So my question for you, since you just stated I, I get lonely a lot, um, do you think people view you as boring? No. But, but there's one thing on here that I'm like, ooh, that's a big favorite of Bosco's that's listed as the number third most boring hobby, which is watching TV. Sure. And I'm sure that includes stuff like YouTube and, and, and TV and just viewing media. TV, I don't know if it considers film, but TV is what just says watching TV. But, sure. you know, I think it just says spending a lot of time in front of a screen. It's looked at as a sure. boring hobby. Sure. Um, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I get that. I just think that, you know, it's more self-imposed than I believe anything. Like, because I know how to talk to people. I'm, I, I mean, you, you've known me for a long time. I'm not like someone who doesn't go and talk to people. Like, yeah. I, I can be very personal. So I know it's not that, you know, and I, I, you know, not to like brag or anything, but like I can make friends pretty, pretty much with anybody, okay. you know, that I, and it, I, it's just because I have good interpersonal skills. Yeah. I think the thing is for me is that I'm more lonely in like the romantic sense, which is a little different. You know, I have no maidens. But when people look for romantic partners, I've heard that one of the most um, attractive qualities is like spontaneity and excitement, you know, so just maybe being a, a person when people look nah, for their I want someone who's complacent complacent I mean, and willing to willing to <laughs> willing to settle <laughs> but i i think the point is like people look for excitement you know when they look for relationships whether they are romantic or platonic yeah know? yeah they look for like excitement and sometimes, I think like, I think for me personally it's more self-imposed than anything because i don't go out as much as a product of you know 
coming out of the pandemic, I've become, you know, like a lot of people, a very at home person. And, you know, I'm trying, I I really want to break out of that. That's like one of my goals. Um, But, you know, it's, it's more of a self-imposed thing because of what life was. And like you, like we mentioned, I don't know if it was last week or a couple weeks ago, but um, about like how, like a lot of people's, you know, uh, a lot of people were broken by the, by the pandemic and by like all of the stresses and PTSD that it caused. What's interesting is this Minister of Loneliness was, I think, established in like 2018, and and their job, without they knowing it, became like instantly much dude, more. Dude, they were the, dude, they were, <laughs> dude, yeah, they were ahead of the game after the pandemic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, it's it's definitely a more for like I said for myself a more self imposed thing. Um, but you know, I feel like I can definitely get myself out of it if I just you know made more effort to go out yeah. more. Um. But but let's let's here let let's wrap it up let's wrap it up and let's talk about what we think is boring. Yeah. Okay. I think that's interesting. Um, I do agree with a lot of the jobs it listed. If like somebody's like I'm an accountant, I'm like, boring, nice choice. Boring. Although like, we have although our friend Van, he's an accountant. Yeah. I mean, he's like, he's not a, he's not boring. This is just stereotypes and preconceptions we sure. have about that. We know Van isn't boring just because he does accounting work. You know, yeah. we know him better than that. Yeah. You know, but like preconceptions and stereotypes I have, I do think accounting boring work. Uh, data crunching boring work you know stuff like that i agree with like a lot of those jobs that listed as like being viewed as boring even though the people behind the an important thing a point i think that this re- study was trying to make was that a lot of these preconceptions can keep people isolated you know whether they are boring or not just because they have that job doesn't make them boring but people view that work as boring and therefore those people as boring so they don't give them the chance to okay. get to know them yeah all right well let's create let's create our, our ultimate, own our 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 own personal ultimate burn okay. person you can go first um well, okay, I would stick with the um, number crunching jobs, data analysis, number crunching jobs, because um, that does feel boring to me. You know, I think there's a lot more exciting jobs out there than data analysis. Is there any other? Is there any other hobbies that you think? Hobbies, is boring? yes. Okay, one. It was said like observing animals, and the example used is bird watching. I like animals, and I think um, going out, um, I think observing animals just puts you outside, which is already kind of exciting in itself, brings you out to nature, which I don't think is boring. So I think that I like to people watch. (laughs) (laughs) I think that one's automatically kind of wrong. I've had tons of fun times looking at insects as a kid. I think birds are cool. A few weeks ago, me tide and my pools. dad, tide yeah, pool. tide pools. Um, me and my dad saw a hawk a few weeks ago while we were on a bike ride, and we fucking stood there for like ten minutes, be like, "Dude, fucking look at that Cooper's hawk." It was great, you know. And there, um, so I don't think that's boring. I think, I think, I, even though I like sports, I think maybe sports. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's be honest. Like people, of, people who make sports, sport viewing, sports. participating yeah. in sports, maybe not so boring in of itself, but sports as like being a sports fan i do view as boring yeah. you know if that's your main source of identity okay well i'll add I'll, I'll, also i'll add um if you're really into crypto that's <laughs> that's someone i find very boring <laughs> well at least that's good for the laughs <laughs> yeah. yeah that's true but they're still boring and yeah. i want to stay away from them yeah. and i view them as a, a cancerous person because they're into crypto and nfts and all that shit and you're gonna hate me for saying this next one but as i've gotten older no no i wasn't gonna say anime Um, yeah gaming i've felt more and more to be kind of just 
if that's your there's nothing wrong with gaming in and of itself and i think there's a lot of exciting things um in the video game world but as a main hobby for myself at least i do view it as something that's kind of boring not all that, that enriching you know it doesn't that. really it add a lot to yeah, your life it's more so just a a thing to enjoy that is you know very fun yeah. but if it's like the only if it's the only thing you do then yeah you're kind of boring like yeah. like me but this is it's not the only thing i do i do this podcast so yeah. there you go <laughs> and i go to the gym sometimes yeah <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say that one too. Gym. Anybody that's too yeah. too much of an emphasis on gym life oh, and yeah. gym stuff, it just feels bland to me. It feels bland, and it's not all that exciting. I think it's cool. You know, if you set your goals and you obtain them, that's cool. Yeah, that's, that's cool. That's very. That's very. But, cool. but um, I think gym being gym stuff in gym general, culture kind of sucks. boring. The gym's fucking boring. Oh I'm just yeah. Gonna say it. The gym's yeah. boring. I mean, look, I go, I go to, I go to, boring. <laughs> yeah, dude, no, dude, I hate it. I hate it, but I have to do it in order to not be a giant animal. <laughs> not, you know, but I, you know, not to be a complete, just, I have to like maintain. Right. And I've been like easing back into it. I've been just going a couple times a week just so I don't, because the thing is, is when you, when you haven't been working out for a while and you go back, you can injure yourself like a motherfucker. And then you'll, then you'll, then you're back to not working out again. And you've lost all your, it's like working out is momentum, right? It's all about momentum, but going to the gym is fucking boring as shit. I literally have to turn my, I have to go into like a psycho mode, listening to crazy music just so that I can get through like a run on the treadmill or like, you know, like, uh, or like a, an aggressive rowing session, which yeah. I, I do. I, I like, love, say, like, I, I actually do like the rowing machine. Cause you know why? Cause if I like close my eyes and if I get in like the zone, I'm just like, yeah, I'm just fucking paddling, dude. Well, I mean, look, you made that already more interesting that I hear most people go to the gym, how they talk about it. Because like, if I talk about this, like from a relationship standpoint, somebody who goes to the gym a lot, like if I started dating a girl let's say, and she was big into going to the gym and she wanted to sit there and tell me about her time in the gym, that would be a painfully boring conversation for me, right? Like, yeah, and then I was on the treadmill for 15 minutes and be like, great, great job. And then I went over and did fucking some weightlifting for 20 minutes and I lifted 20 pounds. I'd be like, cool, super. Like, it's not a necessarily an engaging or interesting conversation after, you know, to have with somebody talking about going to the gym. What is there to be said there that's really all that interesting or engaging? Yeah, I went to the gym and I worked out. It was fucking <laughs> sick, dude. I was just, oh, oh, oh. Like, look, the only things I really find interesting at the gym is like when someone sets like a, a like a, a a personal record, right? When because like I remember when I was playing football and when I was like setting like my, my own personal records. I remember like when I squatted five hundred. Well, see, now you're turning into a competition, which was my point with sports. Is competition's fun and interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're participating in sports, it's not as boring as just being a sports spectator. One hundred percent. And so when I was um when I was uh working out like in the off off time uh i was like like i i at my best i was able to squat 500 pounds once and i remember when i did that i it was like i am a fucking i am a fucking animal i am a machine i am a i'm a 
like I felt like, and it was a, it was an intoxicating feeling. You felt like, holy crap! Like I really did this, like you know. And I get that. I get that feeling. But yeah, when you when it becomes like the only thing about yourself, like look, shut up, go to the gym. It sucks, but whatever. And it's like, it, uh, yeah, you know, like it's not it's not so interesting. It's not boring for you as a gym. Go no, it is. It is. Okay. it is. It is. It is. I thought that's what you're trying to say. No, what I was saying is that there's aspects to to where it could be interesting. Like, like if you're hitting like your own max personal record, you're pushing yourself to be better. But like talking about like fucking like workout routines and all that shit, it's like, bro, just just go to the gym and shut the fuck up about it. All right, it's not fun. It sucks for me personally. I like look. I like the feeling I have afterwards when I go, but but but. During the time, I'm like trying to fucking convince myself to stay there and work hard, and I had to get myself into this psycho mentality to do it. Right. Well, let's get back to the boring topic yeah. instead of getting too deep about yeah. the gym here, um, because <laughs> I'm already bored with this conversation because the fucking gym talk is boring. Um, so uh, yeah, I would say for me, those types of hobbies, um, going fucking watching too much tv i also think is boring tv watching especially certain tv shows are more boring i think than the others like friends if somebody tells me f- their their favorite shows to watch are like friends and i know you have one against the office you know stuff like that just bland riverdale <laughs> listen, you know shits creek whatever listen, there's just there's something about there's something about the office and friends where there's certain people who will just watch it because like and they're endlessly on a rewatch cycle of the show because they just like the show so much and they just keep watching it over and over and over again as like kind of just a comfort a human comfort and it's like it's kind of like if you ask me I'm like it's kind of a weird like you know thing like look there's shows that I love there's great shows but I wouldn't like I like there, I would only like return to them like after like maybe like six, ten years, you know, you know, just to kind of like you know enjoy it all, all over again. But like, like just n- endlessly watching the same shows over and over yeah, again, exactly. yeah, exactly, boring. So, and here's one more that's a personal bias of mine that I developed over time. That there was one time in my life for many years, this was one of the most exciting things in my life, and now I consider. Uh, it to be a very boring thing especially when i'm interacting with people and that's weed smoking um so my template i'll say this if you are a data crunching data analysis by day video game playing sports viewing pot smoking uh guy by by night i'm sorry i'm i hope this doesn't sound like i'm directing this at you i'm not um but that would be my idea as for me what's stereotypically boring and also like i've what if some what if someone what if someone's like going out and doing fun stuff but likes to smoke weed that's that's different like what i had in mind was like the guys i lived with when i was at college on my floor where they would just smoke weed all day and watch tv like they would watch anime nothing against the anime i'm not saying anime is inherently boring you know no anime no dust off anime but when they're they're sitting there just smoking weed all day and alternating between anime and fucking video games like uh you know in between class 
that to me was insanely boring. And I did not have much interest in hanging no, out. No, yeah, with them you need to touch or grass. developing relationships. Touch, literally with touch them. grass. Well, they did touch grass when they went outside of the dorm hall down to the creek, down to the creek side to smoke weed, and then come back in to uh, sit and watch anime and play more video uh, games. Yeah, that to me was really boring. And even though I kind of liked those guys, like they were friendly-ish, I didn't really have much interest in developing a further relationship with them because I just kind of was like, these guys are kind of boring. This isn't that exciting to me, you know? Yeah, so that's my template. Sexless virgins, yeah, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> that's my template um, to me of like what what makes a uh Yeah, a I'd, I'd agree with a lot. I would agree with a lot of those. I think... Um, I think personally, like if I'm just really thinking about it, I think there's definitely hobbies that are boring, but when something becomes like your whole personality, I like being a multifaceted individual. All right. I like to be someone who likes, who likes a little bit of a lot of things. Right. And when you do that, you become a more complex person. But when you're just when you're just someone, and I'm not saying like I'm like I'm fucking the pinnacle of not boring. Some mm -hmm. people might find me boring. That's fine. But like when someone just makes like one thing their whole personality, it's just like I okay, like you know who's someone I found really boring. There's one dude I used to like, but then he became an Herbalife guy. Okay. Yeah, he became <laughs> a MLM guy, and then dude, oh my god, so boring because they just talk about. Yo, man, all you got to do is grind and get to bed. Oh, okay. You know who's another boring, boring type? The type of people who take hot pictures of themselves and then write like motivational shit underneath. Get the fuck out of here. You can, you can go fuck off. <laughs> like, well, hold on. One other interesting one listed here is religion too. Yeah. As being boring. boring. Yeah. But get I think, new content. look, if you're a Satanist doing fucking like a cult, like a cultic rituals every other night, that's pretty exciting. But I do understand like if you're taking like your cookie cutter, like Sunday Christian, you know, kind of Jesus guy. Yeah. I could see how people look at that. Literally everyone's there. And most of the people are being like, how much longer do I have to be here until it's over? Like, <laughs> And weirdly enough, you're you talking about that Herbalife guy and Herbalife stuff is what made me think of, of religion because like the Herbalife and MLM stuff is like cults like oh, yeah. in it and in, in how it's structured, you know. And so I think like maybe what evokes this feeling of boringness is like kind of just. Uh, like a being dog one no yeah yeah, being yeah one, one no. no yeah that's yeah. I, yeah being one no become a multifaceted individual you know <laughs> enjoy a lot of different things and you know what you can become you can be passionate about certain things but pick pick some pick something that's like like for example i love film i've always had a love of film and one of the things is when i ha have it known it's something that like everyone watches movies right and you know, that becomes like kind of like a talking point. Like, oh, what movies have you seen? Blah, blah, blah. This and that. Hey, you got any recommendations? What's some crazy shit you've seen? That's conversations I've had many a time because it's known that I, I ha I'm into movies. I love movies. So, you know, like there are certain hobbies that can like be like conversation starters. But like, like I said, there's just some that just, ugh, just boring, dude. Like I said, crypto, MLM shit. Yeah. Well, that, I think, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head by saying like being just one note i think is what leads yeah. to boringness don't be one note you know be dynamic uh, yeah be beautiful <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, if you're too deep in, in your church and you just do your data analysis job by day, yeah, I'm sure just by stereotypical standards, I'm sure you're not that interesting of a person. But you can be religious, you can go to the gym, and you can also have like like a ton of, you know, cool other things going for you, you know, like interesting takes on politics or yeah, whatever. Whatever. Or, just, you know, yeah. Just, you know, yeah, just not being just, like, a one-dimensional person. Like, just having, like, a, like you know, having a lot... Being interested in a lot of things, I think, is good. I think that's I think that's good for, like, the human psyche. And I think it's good to, like, expose yourself to a bunch of different things. Exactly. And I think maybe another important takeaway from this article itself is maybe get to know somebody first, too, before you judge them, you know? Like, yeah. even if somebody might look boring on the outside, maybe they've got a lot of crazy, interesting, insightful yeah. things to maybe say. they can turn you on to something cool that yeah. you would like, yeah. And yeah. so, you know... Give the boring people a chance. Yeah. Maybe what we view as boring is, you know... If we view somebody as boring, you know, just offhandedly, we should take a chance to get to know them and see that's really the reality. Yeah. No, I agree. And uh, if you're boring out there, it's all right. Is this podcast email, e boring? <laughs> yeah, let me know. Uh, email us at Bash that Brothers... That talk was getting boring. <laughs> Bash Brothers Pod at protonmail.com i would absolutely sorry one more note my biggest concern when we do this podcast is that it's boring so if if you're listening to this and you thought this episode was boring if you think one of the biggest things we could prove on is not being so boring let us know please because that's my biggest insecurity about doing this is that it's boring yeah you know? well i think we try to cover a lot of different things to you know just you know be be multifaceted yeah 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 and we'll leave it off on that Thank you for listening. Thank you for loving. Thank you for being you. And take it easy out there. Stay dangerous.